0: Besties, Uh, this is Danny J, and I am doing a solo episode today in the Vegas studio. Uh, I have a few hours before I leave on a flight to Costa Rica, and I wanted to get this in so I didn't have to pack all this equipment in my bag. Um, And because last time I left the country on this same retreat, uh, all my podcast equipment was stolen, so I don't even want to risk it this time. If I don't bring it, it can't get stolen. It was in Mexico, not Costa Rica, but regardless. Lie. Just don't want to risk it. And and I just have to say, I hate thieves. They are sucky and they're just sucky. And um just got a message today. Courtney, our producer and our just editor of the show, who's been on every episode, got her car stolen, and that is bullshit. It makes me so angry and it's so hurtful. And y'all, it just sucks. Like it is when somebody steals your shit, they break into your house or you steal your car from outside of where you live—it's so violating, and it just makes you feel a way that is so hard to describe. So, the long and short of it is, I'm not bringing my gear, so it won't get stolen. At least it won't get stolen there. I don't know; someone could break in my house while I'm gone, which would be ironic. But uh, the subject today has nothing to do with any of that. I actually wanted to talk about something that. Um, was kind of on my mind and then I had a conversation with a client and it kind of brought this up, which is about living in the present moment and appreciating what you have while still striving for more. And I think this is something that a lot of us who listen to this podcast are really driven and we want more and we, we work really hard, maybe struggle with or at least have struggled with in the past. I know I have. It's living in the present, appreciating what I have, and then still striving and trying to do more. And I've I've struggled with all of these things. I've struggled with living in the present moment, uh, one, because I definitely have ADD and I get very distracted and I, I'm always thinking about the future and I'm always thinking about the past and I'm always thinking about all the things. And it's very, very hard for me to be present. And I think in this society where we are today, it's hard for any of us to be present, to be quite honest. And I've struggled with appreciating what I have because I've had times has felt like not enough, like, ugh, yes, I'm here, but I wish I was there already. And I've also had these moments of just like wanting more and then feeling guilty about appreciating and about being grateful. You know, we've. We've talked about gratitude practices, and we'll get a little bit more into that today, but it's like sometimes feeling like a gratitude practice feels like, well, but what if I want more? Am I not grateful? So I kind of wanted to share seven tips today, so we'll just make it more like a little life coaching session, a uh, podcast that maybe will help for you, <laughs> and maybe like a live blog, the seven tips on living in the pre- present moment and appreciating what you have while striving for more. It's not the most... Uh, copywriting friendly but we'll make what we will out of it. So the first step I think is to practice mindfulness and you know Jill's talked about this in moderation 365 is eating mindfully but what is mindfulness really? Uh, Mindfulness is an intentional practice of focusing your attention on the present moment or what you're doing the thing without judgment. So there's also that. Mindfulness is often you A really simple mindfulness practice is often done like yoga classes where they'll have you sit and close your eyes so you can't really focus on anything else with your eyes closed. And they'll say, just focus on your breath, you know, focus it going in the nose. Focus on your breath going out your mouth, focus on the sound. And each of these things that you're focusing on is practicing this mindfulness. Is like, what is the one thing you're focusing on? And it's narrowing that focus. Instead of having your peripherally, all the things going on around sa- uh, on the side, what's going on on your phone when you're scrolling, what's going on in front of you on your computer, <laughs> uh, what's going on on the TV behind that, your, your multi-level screens. But mindfulness is the one thing you know um of course the eyes closed example again how the seat feels uh you're practicing your feet on the floor feeling your feet on the floor feeling your arms relaxing your shoulders relaxing your uh your eyes those are all really intentional things often done in yoga that help you practice this mindfulness mindfulness also can be done and just how you do things you know maybe you're just paying very close attention to how you're setting the table and laying things down gently and deliberately maybe you're practicing mindfulness in while you're sitting in the bathtub and just feeling how the water feels on your skin but this is a big practice in living in that present moment you're trying to be still and just focus on that one thing it helps you cultivate awareness of your thoughts Um, your emotions and experiences as they happen and allows you to fully engage and regular mindfulness exercise like meditation or deep breathing can train your mind to stay present and this is something i have worked on off and on is trying to get in some kind of consistent mindfulness practice and i'll be quite honest i've been terrible at consistency Um, i'll do it for a little while and then i slip out of it and then i get back into it and one of the things i'm going to try to do more is probably another app i used to use an app i think it was called calm and i know there's a bunch of them like headspace and stuff like that where you know it's three minutes and they'll do a walkthrough like relaxing your eyes relaxing your shoulders etc but practicing mindfulness really helps in being present and i've noticed for myself when i've done things like i'm going to a retreat right now uh, tonight And I definitely, we do a lot more mindfulness practices at these retreats. We do breath work, we do a lot more breathing, um, yoga, those kind of things. And I am able to take those at at least during the week I'm there, and usually a few days, if not a week after, to take those practices into my personal life. So what does that look like when I'm being mindful of my breath? Then I can sit down, put my phone face down, and have a conversation with the person in front of me instead of while they're talking, I pick up my phone and look, which is quite rude but I've done it and I continue to do it over and over and it's something that I really don't want to do to people. And so yeah, living in the present moment takes some practice today. And we talked about discipline in an episode just a few episodes back and it's like mindfulness is a discipline I think in this day and age it's something we have to practice. So number one, practice mindfulness. Number two, we've talked about this before, is gratitude practice. Now, cultivating gratitude is a really powerful way to appreciate what you have. Um, Each day, you can take a moment to just think about the things you're grateful for. I've written these down often. I've put them in my phone. In fact, I probably have multiple lists of gratitude lists. And with my, my old relationship, we used to just say things right before we went to bed. Right before sleep, we'd say, hey, what are five things you're grateful for today? And each one of us would share five things. And so whether or not you wanna do a verbal, sharing five things with a partner or with a friend, or you wanna spend some time writing them down, any one of these is a great practice for you. I personally like doing that at the end of the day. I know a lot of people will say, I even have a journal, I think it's like the five minute journal, and you start off the morning with the things you're grateful for. I don't know what it is, maybe it's just my brain, does not work very well in the morning. And when I wake up in the morning, all I can think of is I'm grateful for coffee and sleep because I just want to keep sleeping. (laughs) So I don't have a lot of uh, thoughts about what to be grateful for in the morning. I tend to do it in the evening so I can think about that day and what I was grateful for for that day and how things unfolded. Um, It is totally up to you how and when and what this looks like. Morning may be a great time for you to practice gratitude. Uh, But the point is, is Finding a time to do that and being able to find something to be grateful for, even in the midst of, and I should say, especially in the midst of when things are going wrong. So like the, when I got robbed, um, my podcast equipment was stolen, my laptop was stolen. Finding something to be grateful for in that moment when you're really pissed off and everything is going sideways is you might go, okay, well, I'm really grateful I wasn't home. You know and that's kind of sucky but it's like yeah that I'm so grateful I was not home when that robbery took place I would have been very terrified so looking in those moments when shitty things happen and just trying to find um, trying to find moments to find gratitude the third is the third in my list here living in the present moment appreciating what you have is to set meaningful goals so we talked about living in the present moment being grateful for what you have and while still striving for more, so setting meaningful, meaningful goals. So while living in the present moment is really important, and we want to be here now, having goals gives you gives you direction, gives you purpose, gives you momentum. So cl- setting clear and meaningful goals that align with your values and aspirations is going to help you feel more driven and give you more life. So breaking them down into small actionable steps keeps you motivated and focused rather than fixing on the end. And I think. The self-meaningful goals is really important in that I've set goals before that I don't want to say they're not meaningful, but they're all they were almost like for the sake of because everyone else is like, okay, I want to make six figures. It's like, well, why? Because I just want to hit that number. But when I set more meaningful goals, like I wanted to be able to donate ten thousand dollars to an orphanage because I had gone to that orphanage and seen the kids that were there and the life that they had, and I started to give 10% of my income, that meant making six figures would help me pay $10,000 to the orphanage, right? So if I make $100,000 and I'm giving 10%, then I would obviously give 10,000. So my goal, instead of making 100K, was my goal was to give away 10,000 and that was a more exciting and meaningful goal for me to hit that $100,000 mark. So finding things like that that really get you excited and that do feel meaningful that feel like deeply aligned with you and and what you want. And I also think those are the kind of things that when they're not aligned and they're not meaningful to you, they don't tend to happen at least as fast or as fun as you want them to be. When they mean something to you and they make you feel good and they let you up, they're way more exciting to um, hit and they're exciting they're more exciting to strive for. So setting meaningful goals. And also, it's going to help you keep moving forward. While you still can appreciate what you have and you can live in the present, we wanna set things that, get us, that light us up and keep us moving forward. Number four, this is a tricky one for me, it has been, is to embrace the process. So it's really easy to become fixated on the outcome. Like I want to hit that $100,000 mark already, or I want to be in that big house already, I want that car, or I wanna lose the 20 pounds already, I wanna stop feeling like shit, But the process is where it's going to happen. You know, I used to, you know, this Jill and I used to do fitness competitions. And I had to start 12 weeks out to in order to be ready to be as lean and tight and fit on stage as I needed to be. And I couldn't have started five days before, just because the process doesn't work that way. Your body doesn't work that way. I couldn't have started three days before. I couldn't have procrastinated this. There had to be a process because our body simply take that takes that long to get there. So that was one thing in my life that I really did learn to embrace the process. In other things in my life, I've been very um, impatient. But we know, in order to get a college degree, it's going to take four years, right? So you're not like waking up on the day before finals getting ready for your degree you know you got to go through year one you got to go through year two you got to go through every semester of year one and year two and year three and year four so and Jill always says relax into it we got to embrace the process so whatever that goal is instead of becoming fixated on what you're trying to get you got to learn to relax into that process and (laughs) embrace it um is one way to say it is like, you know it's going to happen. We're, we're here for it. We're getting into it. We're going to just lean into it, relax into it. Find joy and meaning in the daily progress, the small victories, the little steps along the way. And this even goes back to appreciating the present moment is when you could take those small moments, appreciate the present moment, then It doesn't feel like the future is so, so far away and you're just never going to get there because you are actually enjoying and being present instead of living in the future, waiting on that goal. Number five, and this is another one that's been difficult for me, is practice self-compassion. Be kind and compassionate toward yourself, especially when you're wanting more. It's like, just because you're not where you want to be, doesn't mean that you have to hate yourself where you are at this moment. You can acknowledge your efforts, you can acknowledge your progress and not be so hard on yourself if things don't go quite as planned or if you're just not where you want to be on your self-imposed timeline, okay? Self-compassion, it allows you to appreciate and accept yourself as you are and still strive for personal growth. You can say, I love myself, where I'm at and I know I'm gonna get better and I'm gonna continue to get better. It's not this I'll love myself when idea. And I think we we tend to fall into these just like, I will be happy when I get this, um, when I have this outcome. But also it it does apply to ourselves. It's like, sometimes we put those conditions on ourselves, Like I will only love myself when I've lost 20 pounds and I can fit into these old jeans again. I'm only gonna be kind to myself when I, you know, look better, have a certain job. It's like, just, have some compassion now for where you are, for the reasons you are in the space that you're at, um, and for just being a growing person on a journey. And this is a lesson I've worked really hard on probably the last six years, I think, since my divorce. I didn't even recognize how hard I was on myself, I think, until hanging out with Jill, actually. And I'd say a lot of things, and she would kind of point out how I was being very harsh and judging myself very harshly. And it's been a big step for me to go, oh yeah, like I'm just doing the best. And I was handed this deck of cards and you do the best with what you got and you just keep going. So self-compassion is a really big one in that staying present, appreciating where you're at and yet still striving for more. Okay, number six, so we're doing seven here. Number six. I feel like everyone on this list, I'm like, oh, I've had struggles with this. Number six, limit distractions, okay? Obviously in our world, it is so easy to get caught up in distractions that pull us away from where we want to be from the present moment. Uh, This distraction is literally in our hand, probably 90% of the day, at least for me. Uh, You know what that distraction is, it's our phone, it's social media, it's all the apps on there. So limit your exposure to constant notifications. Uh, One thing my assistant did in 2016, which bless her, because I didn't even know how to do this on my phone, your notifications, right? That little red, I mean, if you have an iPhone, I don't know what color it is on Android, but the little red circle with the number of how many, you know, notes are there. She went through my settings and turned all of those off. And I had no idea what a huge blessing that was. Um, I leave my text ones on, that's it. But turning off those notifications. So I don't know when I'm getting a DM on Instagram or another notification on Instagram. I don't know when I'm getting all those things. I don't have those notifications turned on because every little pop-up is a chance for me to get distracted from my goals, what I want, or even the conversation I'm in. Or even like at dinner, I'm talking to somebody and I see a little notification pop up on my phone and that flicker on the side of my eye gets me out of the present moment and it's looking to what is on my phone who's trying to get my attention there so limiting distractions Um, one thing I do is put my phone face down when I'm at dinner because I don't even want to see the notification just in case a notification comes up so limiting your exposure to constant notifications, social media other things that take you away from what matters and create space for quiet reflection connection Uh, create space for connection with loved ones, coffee, activities that bring you joy, fulfillment. Uh, One thing I really love to do is go hiking and getting out in nature. And so I'll have my phone on me, but usually, luckily, uh, Wi-Fi is bad, but I might put it on airplane mode and I'm just basically I'm using it to track my steps because I think that's fun Um, or to track the trail. So think about ways you can limit your distractions so that you can be more present and see what a difference it makes in your life. I'm really curious. I, I feel like taking certain notifications, taking off my Instagram notifications was huge for me because that was one that I was constantly on. And I, I also moved it away from my first page home screen, so I have to scroll like three times to get to it. Those are other ways you might <laughs> that might help you um, that have worked for me, but make things harder for yourself so that you're not constantly distracted. And then number seven, And this kind of just, I feel like this kind of goes down, goes with all of them is to be present in relationships. So when you're spending time with your loved ones, practice actively listening and genuine engagement. This was really, really hard for me in my fitness days um, because of my food obsession. And I know Jill and I have talked about this before, but I remember being at dinners with people and not being in the conversation because I was thinking so much about what we were eating the exercise I had to do later, how many calories I had to burn off, um, what other people were eating. It was just so much going on in my brain. Today, that's not my problem, but my problem tends to be more the phone, right? The distractions there. So putting my phone down or putting it in the bag or leaving it in the car if I'm at dinner or something like that so that I am really focused and present with the people that I'm with and they don't feel like I'm in another world. And I try to share show more appreciation for the people in my life. I try to say thank you more often or let them know th- that I really appreciate them spending time with me because um, I think our time is our most valuable asset. So if someone comes over to my house or if I'm meeting them for coffee, I'll text them later and just say, thanks so much for spending your time with me or thanks so much for meeting with me today. And then I'll maybe list a couple of the reasons why I really appreciated seeing them. Um, and just really cherishing those moments. And I, I feel like, those create more meaningful connections and those mean a lot to people and I also have realized obviously you you know if you're listening here that my mom passed away almost two years ago and life is so short and so those times together are so important and we never know I just I (laughs) we have a friend Jill and I have a friend whose husband they just got married last year and her husband just had a massive heart attack at home um, and passed away like overnight and I am just so hyper aware right now of how short life can be and how we never know when our last moment is with someone. And you never want your, maybe your last meeting, you maybe you did go see somebody for dinner and you were kind of distracted at dinner and you weren't paying attention and, and then they drove home and got in an accident and how you would just feel so awful. So being more present in relationships is so, so big for just presence in general and just for all of us to feel more connected. I've seen so many studies, especially since the pandemic, about how people are lonelier than ever. And I do believe it's not necessarily because we're in our homes. I think part of our loneliness is that we are together and we're on our phones together. And Jeff and I have kind of joked about this once, but I was like, hey, let's, (laughs) like sometimes we'll just be in the room and we'll both be sitting there on our phones, sitting next to each other. And I suggested we go to dinner one night. And I was like, hey, let's go somewhere else and sit on our phones next to each other. Like, what is that? And I'm saying it as like a full on raising my hand, like I do this too, and I need to get better. And so that's why I'm sharing these steps. Because honestly, this is something that I'm working on. And I have a feeling if I'm working on it and trying to think of ways to stay more present and and more engaged and also want to strive, I'm sure some of you listening are too. So just know that like finding the balance between appreciating what you have and striving for what you want is a personal journey. It takes practice. It takes self-reflection. And by doing these seven, like I don't want to call them seven steps, but I guess doing these seven principles or strategies, you can cultivate a mindset that allows you to savor the present while still pursuing personal growth and becoming better and getting to new places so I hope this was helpful for you I hope you like this let me know if you like this kind of style of content and the more life coaching uh bloggy type of episode today and if you did love it please share it tag me dannyj.com and tag the best life podcast on Instagram and I will regram you and we would also love I would love 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 if you could leave a review if you have not yet go to your podcast app scroll to the bottom and you'll see the reviews you just have to click on the stars and then it will allow you to write a few sentences in there and click submit and we would really really appreciate those help us Uh, they help other people find the show and we'd love to have more besties like y'all join us so hope you have a great one and I'll see you on the next episode bye